Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. I'm not Joe Marino, who usually introduces you to these daily NFL draft musings. No, I'm Kyle Krabs. And today on the show, we have a special treat. We have a couple of prospect interviews to mark the NFL combine. But before we get into the weeds with Kevin Austin, the wide receiver from Notre Dame, and Alex Wright, the defensive end from UAB, Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V. It's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Also has some of your favorite Vegas casino games. It is the best in the business. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. It is where the game starts. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy these two prospect interviews to get you prepped for the 2022 NFL Combine. Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs joined now by Notre Dame wide receiver Kevin Austin here on the podcast. And Kevin, we're thankful for you giving us some of your time and congratulations on a, on a great 2021 season. It was a breakout season for you, producing the most receptions, yards, and touchdowns of your career. You averaged over 18 yards per catch, led all Notre Dame receivers in all three of those categories. And so I want to ask you what clicked for you this season to have the best production of your career? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for, you know, saying all that. And uh, I would say, you know, the combination of, you know, rehabbing my uh, injury that I had and training off the field with the quarterback, you know, creating that connection during the off season and in the summer before the season to be able to produce those numbers. So Kevin, you, you mentioned the injury and I believe you had two separate metatarsal breaks in 2020. Yeah. Um, was kind of curious because you didn't play in 2019. You didn't have a chance to play. You got on scout team reps that way. And then you had the two injuries in 2020. How did you try to go about developing yourself as a receiver without getting those game reps? You know, what was that, that battle like for you between making sure you're getting the necessary rehab, making sure you were focusing on your craft when you really couldn't get out there in a game setting and try to develop those kinds of things? You know, mental reps, you know, I took a lot of mental reps throughout, you know, the receivers that were playing and throughout the film room. My coach, you know, we sat down after a lot of the practices that I didn't get to, I wasn't able to participate in and basically talk through different reps and different schemes that I would see once I'm back. So Kevin, you know, you're a bigger receiver and obviously some big plays have been made by you again, over 18 yards per catch this past season. And it's always so interesting talking receivers because I mean, you've got some guys that are 5'7", 170 pounds, and you got some bigger receivers like yourself. And so given the variety of skill sets and sizes of receivers, I wanted to ask you, 
What position do you like lining up in the most? Do you like being that X receiver and dealing with some contact? Do you like the free releases from the slot? What's, uh, what's your favorite spot to line up in? I mean, I would say either or. Obviously, for the majority of this season, I was mainly the X, and I was in the boundary kind of going one-on-one versus, you know, their best DBs. But, um, I, you know, I like being in the slot because, you know, I have a lot more room to work in different um, different routes, and I can work different routes. And then when I'm in the boundary as the X, I can be more physical and be more like, you know, myself as a bigger receiver. Kevin, some of your more impressive plays this year, came on shots down the field, you know, so some deeper plays and adjustments to the football was hoping you could, we always like talking with guys about their craft was hoping you could talk us through the art of the nine route, you know, stacking defenders vertically down the field, tracking the football vertically. When, when you're taking those shots down the field, Oh, how is it that you have become successful and what variables about your game in that specific component of receiving do you feel like really allow you to make some of those really big splash plays and chunk plays down the field? Yeah, for sure. You know, repetition, I would say, um, I get it. You know, we have really a lot of great DBs at Notre Dame that, you know, really compete when we practice and things like that. So, you know, repetition of just always, you know, my coach challenging me to run the, the nine route and being competitive in the, with the ball in the air in practice so that it translates on, on, the, on game day. So, so Kevin, you had an extremely high conversion of contested catches this past season. And I know that you, you mentioned reps were a big part of that and obviously competing for the ball in practice and certainly a lot of talented defensive backs that you had a chance to face at Notre Dame. But what goes into being able to be such a successful player at the catch point when there's traffic and bodies around you and other guys that are competing for the football? What do you think has contributed to your success as a contested catch receiver? Yeah, I would say my mindset, you know, I always have my mindset is I'm going to make the play. I'm going to make the big play when no matter what time of the game it is. And so, you know, throughout the season and throughout, you know, each game, I always feel like I'm going to have an opportunity to make a big play. And so I don't really think about like the negatives. I always think about what I'm going to do when I get the ball. So, yeah, when the ball's in the air, I always have the mindset to go get it. Kevin, you had mentioned, you know, some really good DBs that you've had a chance to compete against at practice at Notre Dame. And one of the things that I I noticed in in kind of getting ready to talk to you was a lot of current and former teammates of yours on the defensive side of the ball have had a lot of like glowing praise for you as far as, hey, when he's healthy, he's going to have a big year. And and sure enough, we we saw that. And one of those quotes came from Troy Pride, who's made the jump from uh, the NFL to the NFL level and been successful in doing so. So kind of curious from your perspective, who are some of the guys that you've lined up at Notre Dame who have really helped you to compete and continue to get better as a football player during your time there? Yeah, for sure. Troy Pride is a big one. You know, he has a combination of speed and physicality that, you know, really makes a really great DB. And then um, Love, he was a great, he was a great DB that I got to, you know, go against as a younger receiver. And he really taught me a lot of things, especially like when I was learning the receiver position and the collegiate level. And then some of the younger guys that I've gone against this season, um, Cam Hart and Clarence Lewis, Tariq Bracey, those guys, they've really compete, really helped me compete. And they've really uh, shown a lot of like um, different ways that I could like, you know, win and things like that. So, Kevin, I got to ask you this because I couldn't help but notice that you're a South Florida boy down there near Miami. And you know, Indi- Indiana's a good good ways away from South Florida, and there's a lot of good college football teams 
down there in that Florida area. So I got to ask you, what brought you to uh, South Bend to play your college football? Yeah, for sure. I, I visited a lot of colleges when I was getting recruited out of high school. And um, of course, you know, the different colleges in Florida um, really, you know, were trying to keep me home, I would say. But um, when I went to Notre Dame with my family, you know, I just really felt the family atmosphere like I was at home, you know, with my mom and dad and stuff like that. And so when I went to Notre Dame, I really just felt at home. And the combination of academics and playing on the highest like stage and um, platform in college football was really important to me. So the, the combination of both academics and uh, football. You were in North Broward, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Uh, you had mentioned earlier in the interview, Kevin, you know, talking about the reps in the summertime and getting on board with the quarterback. And you guys obviously had Jack Cohn who came into the program this year and he was a big catalyst for that downfield passing attack that we've talked a little bit about. Um, Kind of curious because we, we whenever we talk to prospects, whether it's quarterbacks or wide receivers or even like in the running game with running backs and, and offensive linemen, we hear a lot about the chemistry on everybody being on the same page. So I was curious if you could talk through what that onboarding process, if you will, was like with Jack as, as the newcomer to the program and how you guys were able to get on the same page to the, to the point where you could start as quickly as you did with over 350 passing yards and 41 points on the road against Florida State in the season opener. Yes, for sure. You know, in the spring, I wasn't able to, you know, compete um, when Jack was there, once he got there. And so in the summer, literally the first day that we got back, we hit the field, just me and him really, really, really strong. And from leading up to that point, we were literally calling each other up, always trying to throw, always trying to be on the same page so that we can create that chemistry. So in the first game, we weren't, we weren't missing a beat. So Kevin, I'm really curious if you had any thoughts to share on the coaching situation at Notre Dame, because a lot was made about, you know, Brian Kelly leaving for LSU and Marcus Freeman taking over as the head coach. And so was curious if you had anything that you were willing to share about, you know, either Brian Kelly leaving or the opportunity for coach Freeman to step in and run the program. Yeah, no, for sure. The coach Freeman is a great, you know, person, a great guy. When he was there for one year um, as the defensive coordinator, you know, he really showed that he, he cared about a lot of the players and he cared about the program itself. And so, you know, the transition of, we weren't sure of who was going to be the next head coach at Notre Dame. We uh, we all kind of had the same mindset that if Coach Freeman was uh, going to be the next head coach, that Notre Dame would be in great hands. And I feel like he's really going to do great things for the program in terms of enhancing the, the type of family atmosphere and the competitive level. Kevin, the last one that I had for you was in regards to your path through Notre Dame as you get ready to make the jump to the next level. You've obviously been through some adversity with – the missed time in 2019 and 2020 with the injuries to the foot and you stayed on course and you were rewarded this year with great opportunities and you took advantage of those opportunities. But as you reflect on who you are as a player, who you are as a person, any team that's assessing, you know, whether or not Kevin Austin is an addition we want to make to our wide receiver room, what, what are they getting in that player and in that person that they're looking to add in Kevin Austin? Yeah, like you said, like I've been through a lot of adversity. And so I feel like that's made me the player that I was this season. All the adversity that I faced up leading up to, to into the season um, kept me strong. And my teammates and the coaches, you know, kept the same positive attitude that I did and never let me, you know, b basically be down or anything like that. So 
I would say that that adversity has made me the player to who I am and being very competitive always. I've always had that competitive spirit. So, yes. So, Kevin, Kevin, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, Kevin, the last one for me was obviously a big stretch ahead for you with the combine coming up, pro days. You're going to be meeting with teams. A lot of very important interactions are are very soon on the horizon for you. And so just kind of curious what you're doing to get yourself ready for the coming months. And what's that most important thing that you want evaluators to know about you when they get done meeting with Kevin Austin? Yeah, I would say that, you know, I'm a great person uh, off the field and on the field, and I'm very competitive. Um, throughout this process, I'm going to be really, I'm really excited to be training out here in Exos to being able to, you know, do interview prep and 40 prep and things like that. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see me run my 40 and things like that and all the different drills that we're going to be doing and how I'm going to be able to compete against basically all the other top uh, receivers in the nation. Great minds think alike. I was just getting ready to ask where you were training, give a chance to shout out your trainers. So Joe, check that box for us. Kevin, we'll be keeping an eye out for you uh, in Indianapolis. We really appreciate your time. Wishing you the best of luck uh, as you get ready for this transition into the pros. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate this. Take a brief time out here in between interviews to let you know about our friends over at NordVPN. What is more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN, the world's best VPN service, offers the fastest connectivity, it's got the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Kyle Krabs and Damian Parson, and we are joined by UAB pass rusher Alex Wright here for a quick touch point before the NFL combine and the, the pro day process that is quickly coming up for Alex and so many NFL draft prospects. So Alex, first and foremost, wanted to welcome you to the show and welcome you to do a spot with TDN and ask you how your training's going. And uh, if you want to get a chance to, right off the jump to shout out any of the guys you're training with. All right. Training's going, training's going great. 
first off, you know, just want to thank, you know, Pete Bomarito for giving me the opportunity to come down here, you know, and train with him in Miami. Uh, training has been, it's been, I want to say difficult from an eating standpoint, you know, me being from Dama, you know, I like to eat country food, you know, barbecue and stuff like that. So I got to, yeah, I had to switch lanes to like a, to like a better diet worth of healthy food and stuff like that. So I'm actually, I'm actually thankful for him giving me insight, you know, making me feel comfortable about the, uh, about the whole, the whole scenario. You know, I got, uh, and then shout out to, you know, I got people's, uh, Jalen Watermeyer down here. I got Kyron Williams, uh, Myron, Tagovailoa, uh, Jabari Ellis, Tyler Smith, uh, Dan Petrulia, Alec Lindstrom, you know, our whole, our whole group down here, just shout out to y'all boys. Cause I know we all going to see each other next level one day. So, now, Damien, I want to jump in real quick with a follow-up because we had Roger McCreary on from Auburn, the corner, a couple weeks ago. And he was telling us how much he likes baked beans. He said he eats a can of baked beans before every game that he plays. So yeah, you were talking about Southern food. So I, I got to ask, you know, he takes like a bunch of sugar and pours it in his baked beans. You got like a go-to pregame meal or anything that was like the hardest thing for you to give up for part of your training process. Just the, the chicken, fried chicken, fried chicken. That was, that was the most, like, I, I, I would eat fried chicken like every day if I wanted to. That's how that's how much I loved it. So baby beans, baby beans, he 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 had he got some cool points for that one. He you know what he's talking about with the baby beans. I'm from the south, so I totally understand exactly where you're coming from. You know, chicken. I, I eat baked beans a little bit. Not not to the extent that Roger McCreary might, but I could I could rock with some baked beans. But uh just to kind of get get started and in, in, in talk about talk ball with you. You're, you're listed at six foot seven. Leverage for you does not come easy, right? I mean, you're tall, long, linear, like you have that base and and that that length. So for you, how do you overcome being six foot seven and the whole leverage issue to effectively pressure quarterbacks consistently? I mean, that just goes with practice. You know, I'm gonna have to practice certain things that not as much as you know my teammates did. Because of their height, I may have to stay on the sled a little bit. I might have to work on my pad level a little bit, you know, whether it come with bending, bending knees a lot more than others. You know, I would have to, I would have to even find myself before practice, you know, getting in drills, you know, just feeling the burn in my knees because I'm so tall, you know. So just, it's like just training my body, you know, to to get that low and try to stay low as much as I can. You know, it was, it was a challenge at first, but the more I kept working, the more, the more I started seeing the results, that's how my confidence level started to, you know, start to rise a little bit. So I was like, okay, I could do what certain six foot, six one, six two rushes can do. So other than that, I just look at myself as everybody else, same size, even though I may not look at look as it on film, you know, but that's just that just goes with practice, you know. So Alex, I was hoping you could talk to us a little bit about your evolution as a player with your build since you got on campus at UAB. I think you were on, on the freshman season, you were listed 6'4", 235. And then this past year, you were listed at 6'7", 270 pounds. So what was that process like for you, both growing physically and then having to make adaptations to, like you mentioned, your training and your prep and practice to, to play it effectively with a different build than what you came into college at? 
I mean, it took it took it took time, you know, because at the beginning, I you know I was just coming in, you know, I was I had I wasn't built into my body yet, you know, and I'm still I still have raw things that I have to work on to this day, you know. But coming in the situation I came in, UAB was graduating 37 seniors, so I had to like you know play right away. So with that being said, you know I was still having my little moments, you know, where I would find myself not being able to do this, not catching on to this, not being able, you know, to learn certain things because, you know, of what I was being taught. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody learns different. Everybody learns, has different learning habits and different techniques. So going on to the weight, you know, the weight was just, that was just a plan. You know, I was going to come in, you know, play at my weight, 235, and then, you know, try to build some muscle, build, you know, some more weight, you know, from my sophomore year that was when I was 250, 255. And then uh, I want to say 255, yeah, 255 to, you know, working over to my junior year. And I didn't really notice any, like, physical, physical like, visibility, like, features of myself until, like, the summer, this past uh, summer. So it's like when I started seeing, you know, the just the body change of it, it kind of, like, puts my thought in the process, you know, because it's like, hmm. I'm bigger than everybody, you know. So, so it was kind of it was kind of like crazy just to look at it like on film, you know, just looking at it in spring practice, just like because it was like my I remember, I remember my coach he was like I was looking at you and looking at everybody else, you know, because I was coming in like help a game tackle and I just remember just like just just lifting my arms and you know just about to wrap up and he was like I was you you you're big, you know that right like. And it is it blown my mind. Like it really blew my mind that day. Cause it's like I'm really that bigger than everybody. So other than that, like it was just like it was really a mind blowing thing, but that was something I had to, you know, lock on to and just stay focused and make sure I played and played comfortable, you know. So that was pretty much the process, really. And talking about the growth that you that you experienced during your time at UAB. Watching your tape, you rush from the inside and the out. Do you have a specific preference or where you're most comfortable? Or it doesn't matter. You can line up wherever and still generate that consistent pressure. Uh, you know, I always love to stay on the outside, you know, because that's my that's I feel like that's my sanctuary. That's my that's my comfort zone. But if I'm feeling, you know, if I feel like I could take on a guard or anything, I just let my coach know, like, you know, on the side, like, hey coach, this is where I want to rush from. Or we'll go and practice. Hey, I was how uh, try rushing that nose, try rushing that three set, see if you like it. If I liked it, if I liked it very well, and I felt like I was getting penetration, hey, coach, put me three set. I want three set. So it was. I like the versatility of it. I loved. I loved it a lot, actually. You know, and I would even catch myself in the game. You know, uh, me and my me and my teammate would laugh about it. He like, I'd be like, hey, bro, I got, I got three set. Let me get three set. You know, so it's just like. I just like the I like the differences between tackles. You know, with a guard, you got the the timing of it is short compared to a tackle where you know he's out there waiting on you to you make you move. So it was it was it was different, but I like I liked it a lot. Alex, we we like talking ball. We like talking techniques, and and pass rushers is one of our favorite groups that we like to kind of dig into. So. Well, as you kind of assess your own game and, and talking about playing predominantly on, on the outside, right, where, you know, there's a natural leverage advantage where you either got to threaten up field and try and open that inside door or, you know, you're going to have to win with hands in some way. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, how your mind sees those opportunities as an outside pass rusher and how you 
strategize going into any given game, how you're trying to set up your wins throughout the course of the game? I mean, I just it just goes along with film, you know, just practicing film, practicing tendencies of tackles, guard, center. I'll just take whatever they give me to sum it all up. You know, you got certain tackles that like to kick fast. You got certain tackles that like to lunge. You know, you got certain guards that, you know, wait on you to make a move, then try to lock on to you. So it's like I think of, you know, moves. I work on moves and uh, just use them in my favor. You know, I try to change the game from – him waiting on me to you're playing my game. Now this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make the move and you're going, you're going to have to stop it either way. This is my thing. I'm about to get past you this and that. So that was my mindset going into it. So all it is just, you know, I just take, basically take what the tackles give me and I just make what I do, you know, just practice, perfect my craft. You have a favorite rush move? I did. I did. I had the cross chop. I pulled that in my bag. I pulled that out of the bag a lot, a lot this year, a lot. And uh, me and my coach, me and my coach, uh, Coach G, uh, we would talk about it. He was like, you going to throw something else? And I'd be like, I mean, until they stop it, I'm not throwing nothing else. But I, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could throw, I, I, I could throw, you know, I was a power rusher. Crazy. I was, I was a power rusher my freshman year. So it's like, I don't want anybody to point out any weaknesses. Oh, he can't finesse, he can't power so between the cross chop and the bull rush, those was my two favorites out of my whole variety. So. And as you just alluded to with the variety of moves that you do have in your bag, uh, is there any specific player or players that you study to improve your game? Uh, I, I went from, you know, from college all the way, you know, from NFL today to NFL, you know, in the past, you know, I would look at, you know, people like I, I, I was, I was, I would study the game. You know, I was Jack Youngblood, you know, the Marcus Ware. Uh, I still like people today, Eric Armstead, just people that, you know, try to, people that I, I think that could fit my, my body type, you know, so Jadavion Clowney, uh, you know, just, just people, you know, that try to fit my, fit my, uh, my uh, build. So, those those type of players, I would try to use my advantage as much as I can. I would try to watch as much as I can. So, I guess I do want to piggyback off of that. So, I'm curious, like, if you can point to any one of the guys that you just mentioned or maybe somebody that you didn't mention and something that you picked up on from them and studying them that's helped make you a more impactful player. I would say just – Eyes and hands and feet. I mean, of course, as a, a, a player in my my position, the one thing they all had in common was the get off. You know, just getting off. You have a perfect get off. There's there's no way you could lose that rep because you know now he's on. Now you're on quick. You know you got hands, eyes. You know hand eye coordination. That's that's all going to follow. So that's one thing that I did study about it, especially with Demarcus Ware. I, I will watch his film a lot, a lot, even from a rookie with the Cowboys all the way to you know when he ended in Denver. So that's that's one person I did study a lot, and that's one thing I tried to you know remember my game off of. So we talk ball, right? Let's talk about life just a little bit and what kind of what really drives you as a person. 
when just off the field, on the field altogether, who is or what is your biggest source of motivation? My hometown. Hometown. Because not only, you know, people haven't made it to the NFL, you know, it's only been one person and his name was Ronald McKinnon. And this was before my mom even graduated high school. This was like early 1990s. So I'm, I'll probably, I, I hope to be, you know, come draft day, the first person in over 30 years to, you know, actually make it out and make it to the NFL. And I know I got, I got a huge support system, you know, back at home, not only my family, but my coaches, the community, uh, the schools, you know, the whole wiregrass back at home. So that's my, that's my big motivation right there. You know, just looking back at, you know, everybody and just the, the smiles I can put on their faces, you know, so just it's just that I'm proud of you, you know, because that can go so far and people don't know that. Could you talk a little bit about your experiences as like a young football player from your hometown and who were the people that left those lasting impressions on you and maybe got you through some tough decisions, whether it was you know, where to go to school or, you know, getting through as you were, you know, first learning your love of the game? I mean, they just, you know, they just had to let it, you know, just come to me. I just had to let everything, you know, come to me. You know, I had to just take it all in just one by one. You know, I didn't want to take it all in at the same time and be overwhelmed, you know. So that's pretty That's pretty much the way I had to go about things. You know, at first, at first it was kind of like, this is a different, this is a different path, like, that I'm on now. And I'm not on the same path as I was. So the more... I was on that path, you know, stuff started to come with it. And it was just the way I had to handle things a certain type of way. I couldn't do certain things anymore. I couldn't go about this a certain way. So it kind of brought out a different aspect and thought on life. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad it did because I wouldn't be the way I am today without it. My mind wouldn't be set on the uh, task at hand. So. Absolutely. And the question, you know, talking about drive and motivation during this draft process, we have the combine next up and, you know, pro days and no individual workouts with teams. If you can pick just one thing to one goal, the one thing you want to prove this whole draft process, you know, before the draft gets here, what's that one thing you would love to prove to NFL teams? Uh, I could play anywhere. You know, I could play with anybody, you know, just because I came from a group of five doesn't mean I can't keep up with the power five uh, edge rushes in my class. So, like I like I always would tell people, I was like, if, they are, if you're a dog, they're going to find you anywhere. So, that's how, that's how I, that's my mindset. That's how I go about it. And I, I attacked it like that uh, down here training. So, I would say that I, I could keep up with anybody, you know, just because, like I said, just because I'm I'm from a small school doesn't, you know, take away anything that I've done, you know. So that's just how I – that's just my mindset. Alex, I'm glad you mentioned level of competition because I, I went back and I watched the Georgia game from this past year, and that was obviously a big opportunity for you and your teammates. And watching you physically in that game, and you, I think back to listening to you talk earlier about from practice, kind of that realization like, oh, yeah, I'm big. Like – I can play big, right? And you're, you're playing SEC, eventual national champions. And I'm watching you take on tight ends on slice and you're cutting those guys down and really doing a nice job setting the edge and, and turning runs back inside. And there was one play too, 
where I believe it was a, a pass to Brock Bowers down the right sideline, but you were in space. And then when you diagnosed that the quarterback was on a half rolling, had gotten outside the pocket and you triggered and you attacked Ford. I really saw a nice level of burst from you in that moment. So you can see in those opportunities against Georgia, both from a physical perspective and a dynamic athleticism perspective, these traits that you're talking about and being able to measure up. So we just wanted to kind of hear you expand on the opportunity that came against Georgia. I know I'd listened to one of your earlier interviews that you had done, I think last month, and you, you mentioned that Georgia game was a big confidence boost for you as far as how you saw yourself and your readiness to be an impact player. Yeah. Like, uh, just piggyback, like what you, what you were saying is just, that was knowing we, that was the number two team in the country at the time, you know, so if I felt like if I could take on blockers, if I could take on tacklers and, you know, run through their power, uh, tackle their power backs, then, you know, I could do it to, you know, anybody because it's the way they they work hard. You know, they they practice hard, they train hard. And then, you I know, obviously it shows up in the game and, you know, eventually they won the championship. So it's like that was a that was a really big confidence boost for me, you know. And then I had to sit down with my coach, and you know, and we had a one on one uh, on the way back from the uh, from from the stadium to you know back to Birmingham. We were just talking about this is how the season is gonna play out. This is how this is gonna happen. This is how film is gonna happen. This is how practice is gonna happen. And we're gonna get you to your best ability to ever play this whole season. So. Me and him having that one-on-one not only boosted my confidence, but it also, you know, boosted my ability, you know, to show everybody what I got. So that was a, that was a big opportunity, you know, just playing against Georgia, you know, because I never, I never, you know, played against somebody with that type of caliber. So, Damien, you have anything else for Alex? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, just enjoy this discussion and just enjoy getting to getting to know you and pick your brain, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.